Hey, fake friends. Listen to Fake Headlines podcast using Stitcher Premium. Use promo code Fake Headlines for one free month. Listen to some of your favorite shows ad free with Stitcher Premium, like Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Having Funlessness with Jen Kirkman, Natch Butte, Office Ladies, Prompt and Circumstance, WTF with Mark Marin, and so many more. Plus, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Only $4.99 a month or $34.99 for a whole year. Go to stitcher.com slash premium to sign up today. Again, use promo code fake headlines for one month free. Bye. Hello, I'm Tiffany Dillon. And I'm Kevin Dillon. And, and this, this is, is Fake, fake Headlines, headlines Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Fake Headlines Podcast, episode number 96. Hello fake friends welcome hello everybody it is tiffany's birthday eve as we record right now yeah it is uh it's very exciting it is exciting uh, the stockings are hung by the chimney uh-huh uh-huh um i'm listening for a few little footsteps oh it's just our cat that's just, fine <laughs> why are they on the roof we don't know she's an indoor cat we have some uh things we gotta attend to we'll be right back she also lives without rules so well. that's just how we run it in this household that's kind of how you are and kind of how you grew up as well. It is. It is. Uh, along with my birthday, I share my birthday with someone very special. And it is also my good friend, Zio Watkins' birthday tomorrow. And he is going to be 12. Well, happy birthday, Zio. Happy birthday, Zio. Very cool. Very cool day to have a birthday on. It really is. It really is. Uh, um, I don't know what you have in store for tomorrow, but uh, Tiffany and I are going to be going to the uh, local zoo yeah, to celebrate. Because why not? And tonight, we're going to ring in the new year of my birthday yeah. <laughs> with a fun little dance party that my husband has prepared for me. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to do for Tiffany's birthday because you can't really go many places. I uh-huh. mean, you could, but we're also terrified all the time. Yeah. So why not have a good old fashioned uh, dance party right here in the old living room? So yeah. that's what we're going to do after we record this. We're going to get drunk and dance. Yeah. Why not? Uh, it's been one of those kind of days. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time we had a, a fun indoor dance party, it was around Easter. So we're due for one. We're due. We're due for one. And that was what? Mm, five years ago easter was five years ago yeah, yeah yep exactly cool <laughs> yeah yeah i've completely lost track of everything <laughs> we uh, do know it's september and that tomorrow is my birthday that is true and then after that we're just going to kind of forget until we start kind of we're going to really like the calendar doesn't really exist for us anymore it's just whatever the seasonal items are at the grocery store that's kind of how we're going to gauge where we're at right now i love that idea i love yeah. that idea like i knew we were approaching october when uh they put the halloween decorations out and that was uh two months ago that so that's right, it's I, right you know that was your I, I feel like we're right on warning. track yeah, yeah. It was your summer two-month warning when yeah. the uh when the holiday when the uh halloween snickers show up at the uh, grocery store yeah so yeah so it's fun it's a fun time it's uh cool it's getting cool outside yeah it's uh it's kind of sad but it's hey what are you gonna do yesterday we spent a nice cool afternoon in the park we did we went down to the park uh, in buffalo new york where we uh live uh, and we decided to go just kind of hang out and write. We wanted to spend some time writing and just enjoying the outdoors. And uh, what do we uh, what do we stumble upon? But a, a a gaggle of giant pink pedal boat flamingos. Yeah, we didn't know that was there. We actually skedaddled along from where our our safe haven beneath a couple of trees because we were kind of ousted. 
and our peace was kind of uh, disturbed by a, uh, a a Pilates class. Yes, we'll say. And um, so we were we were like, all right, let's let's wrap up this writing sesh. We'll go walk around, and we start walking. We're like, oh, let's go right or left. And I was like, let's go left. And then we start walking about two feet, and I was like, this was the right decision to make. Because off in the distance, we see these long-necked flamingos. And I was like, what's the haps over here? Let's check it out. Yeah, so we took a, a flamingo for a ride uh, in the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't said that ever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. We just Last time we said that we took a flamingo for a ride, it was on our honeymoon. Yeah, we did. And it was 100% Worth legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we had an inflatable flamingo in our pool. Um yeah, it was a great time. We just kind of took a flamingo out for a stroll yeah. uh, uh, along the lake, and it was a nice afternoon. It was a yeah. very pleasant day. Aside from the masks on our faces and the lack of desire to touch anything, it felt very normal. <laughs> yes. Thankfully, it wasn't like a hand pedal you had to let you could use your feet. Yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> I just had to use my hand to steer. Yeah. That was the only that. thing. But that's okay. That's, that's all good. It's we all good. good. Yeah. So if you're in Buffalo, uh, check out the uh, flamingos in the park. You can, uh, yeah. you can Down ride. Down at Hoyt Lake. It's very fun. Yeah. Good time. We had a great afternoon. Mm-hmm. Then tomorrow's the zoo and maybe some, and tonight a dance party and drinking. It's just been a great few days. We had a few days off from work and we're really taking advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Any any reason to celebrate. Yeah, any reason to drink, really. I mean, why not? <laughs> we, we don't really drink too much. We, no. We, this will be the first time we've had alcohol in many months, probably, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time. We don't really do much. Celebrating life is probably one of the greatest things we can do, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and that we shall do. Uh, um, I think that's it. Do you want to just hop into this? Yeah, I think What that- is this thing? Well, well, folks. So this is Fake Headlines podcast, and uh, what we've done is Tiffany and myself. We've all gone. We've gone our separate ways online. All we've, of us. Uh, we found uh, some. We found some strange headlines, and uh, we also came up with a couple of headlines on our own. And we're gonna pitch to each other three different headlines. We're gonna try to figure out what the story might be about based on the headline prompt, and then uh, reveal the real story at the end. Yeah. So it'll be fun. How exciting. How exciting, everybody. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. Uh, I believe I'm going first this week. So, Tiffany, yes. uh, here are my three headlines for episode number 96 All of right. Fake Headlines podcast. All right. All okay. Right. Headline number one, tourist makes the seventh Loch Ness monster sighting so far in 2020. Wow. Tourist makes the seventh Loch Ness monster sighting so far in 2020. Okay. Headline number two, Amish set up a kiosk as more and more outsiders interested in joining. Amish set up a kiosk <laughs> as more and more outsiders are interested in joining. And headline number three, lost Amazon package delivered 17 years late. Lost Amazon, lost Amazon package delivered 17 years late. Wow. So, Tiffany, there are my headlines three. Okay. Wow. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are fun. <laughs> uh, Amish kiosk really got me. <laughs> <laughs> they built it themselves, you know. Did you go to the old kiosk uh, raising? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll we'll start with headline number one. Tourist makes seventh. Loch Ness monster sighting in 2020. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
when when was the last time people saw old Nessie? Well, there is an actual official Loch Ness monster. Like, there's a Loch Ness monster. I don't want to say society, but there is like a um, kind of like how there's like a U- like a UFO group like that. Uh, what is it called? Um, uh, NASA. No, there's like a <laughs> there's like a the mutu- X Files. The mutu- Yes, the X Files. Uh, Mulder <laughs> and Scully. Yeah. Uh, Fringe. Yes. J.J. Abrams. Yes. These are all words. <laughs> <laughs> there is, um, the, I think it's the Mutual UFO Network. I think they're like the group that kind of people, maybe the most official like UFO hunting group in the country. Is that formerly known as Sci-Fi? The Sci-Fi Network? Yes. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening right now? The Sci-Fi Network. Yeah. Yeah. Like on cable. You said it was a, a UFO network. So I immediately oh, thought of like UFO a TV network. show. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I did not <laughs> pick up on that. <laughs> Welcome to the UFO Network. I'm <laughs> Shepard Smith. I feel like Shepard Smith is like an alien. I think he might yeah, be. Yeah. He probably. <laughs> <laughs> a few questionable people, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a like there's like an official sort of uh, Loch Ness sighting registry, I guess for lack of a better term. Oh, that makes sense. That you you would want to keep track of such big things. Right, right. You and you, you got to have it like a you know, it's kind of like when the um it's kind of like with the when there's a miracles like the church doesn't like there's only a few things that the church sanctions as miracles right it's kind of like miracles you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess (laughs) no miracles are (laughs) um i didn't realize miracles were tracked in a book (laughs) if you see here the bible ever hear of it if you see here that was the sound of thumbing through pages, but I couldn't make the page turn. You literally could have thumbed through a book and you just chose <laughs> to try to simulate it on one page. Because these are tough pages and I couldn't make it turn. <laughs> that was the greatest thing I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so there's a book of miracles yes that's not the bible right that is recorded yeah like so they do the same thing with nessie yes okay i mean i think it's two different groups although they're both very highly supernatural yes so it could be who knows okay okay i mean it makes sense to actually like just as an aside, it makes sense to classify miracles as a supernatural thing. <laughs> Doesn't it? It does. It's not a natural thing to it's occur. Therefore, it is supernatural. It is supernatural. Exactly. Yeah. And it's no disrespect to people that... None whatsoever. You know, it's just that it's n- not natural. <laughs> if a miracle was natural, it wouldn't be a miracle, right? right? Exactly. You would just be like, well, that's a thing that happened. Great. That's that's good. Right. And you'd put a thing that happened whip on your sandwiches. Yeah. Not as exciting. Not as exciting. There's no tangy zip there. <laughs> you're talking. Relax the zip. If you're talking miracles, there's going to be a little bit of tang involved. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> did you ever oh, drink yeah. that as a kid? Tang? Yeah. I did. I like tang was pretty good. Did I you? didn't know if your parents would allow that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. It is true. My, my parents, they did have some peculiar... Um, ways i don't know (laughs) so 
a book of Nessie. Yes, the book of Nessie's. Yeah, so the so I guess it's kind of like a miracle or um I guess any type of uh, discovery, right? Like if a, you know, like if someone takes a picture of a, uh, and it's like a ghost photo or something. Yeah. Like you, you would have it scrutinized, and it would have to kind of meet a certain criteria for it to be considered maybe something paranormal, right? right? You wouldn't just you could say, well, clearly it's just a, a, a double exposure of a film, or clearly it's just this, or there's a dust, or I can see a, whatever. So there's a little bit of scrutiny that happens before someone would say, okay, this photo I believe is paranormal. Uh, so the same thing with Nessie, right? Like you uh-huh. can look at it and you can say, well, it's clearly a, a log or I can, if you zoom in on it, you can see uh, a guy in a Nessie outfit waving at the camera. It's clear as day. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, So there's going to be some kind of scrutiny before they would say, yes, this is, we think this is uh, this is going to go in our, in our book of, of UFO um, or of uh, Nessie sightings. So uh, does uh, Nessie sightings go under like a, a cryptozoology category? Like I assume that there's a big black book of cryptozoology, right? There probably is. Yeah, I would, I would say so. Cause yeah. It's a creature that we think it's either a creature that we've never discovered or it's a creature that we should have been ex- extinct, but really isn't. So in some way or the other, it's not in the right place, yes. not in the right spot we ex- expected it to be. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because there are some uh, some Loch Ness theories. I think that it's either um, that it could be like a, a holdover dinosaur from you know that just somehow lived, or maybe a, a group of them somehow survived and were able to reproduce and kind of keep this lineage going in Loch Ness for thousands of years yeah perhaps. yeah um or it could be something that or it could be another animal that morphed into that or kind of through evolution became what we see okay. or what we perceive as nessie yeah and maybe that's living somewhere so deep in that lock or or in these murky waters that we just have not come across one yet other than that i always kind of imagine the loch ness monster is looking sort of like a long camel <laughs> <laughs> a long camel Like a like a wiener dog camel kind of thing. Because yeah. <laughs> she got humps, right? She's got lovely lady humps. Yeah, you're right. So <laughs> you're correct. It really does. So I just imagine like a. That's like a water camel. It is kind of like a water camel. You're right. I think you're right. <laughs> That is one theory. Uh, it could be more of a serpentine thing where it's just the humps are sort of its... Sneaky like Sneakiness. Oh. I just imagine she had legs. I don't know. I like that you think it's a uh, it's a female as well. Yeah. I like that you've decided that. It's Nessie. Also, who else is going to make the babies uh, come mm. out there? Hoo-ha. That's true. Hoo-ha-ha. <laughs> 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 that is one giant w-a-p he, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's in water it's constantly. always it's always <laughs> it's in water. it's always a wop it's always it's always in the water <laughs> it's always in the water <laughs> yeah because there haven't been any nessie sightings on land right not that i'm aware not of i'm aware of <laughs> like nessie with like a pair of like sunglasses on waiting in line for the next iphone <laughs> <laughs> Big sun hat on. <laughs> uh, hello, human. I mean, I mean, Gary. <laughs> Holding a, 
a reusable Starbucks container in, uh, in between its humps. <laughs> and it's got like a human name written on it. Like, yeah. I'm Cheryl. See? <laughs> I mean, they never get the name right. Am I right? Uh-huh. Am I right? <laughs> I'm Cheryl with a C. This is Cheryl with an S. What is this? <laughs> they thought I said Nessie. I said Natalie. How silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I expect that's accurate. Yeah, I don't think there's been any Nessie land sightings. So 20 in the past year, though. That's a lot. Uh, it, no, seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. Seven in 20 and 20. Seven in, seven in 2020. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking it would be like 20 sightings in 2020, which I guess. Right. We still got time. A little less lackluster, but we all right. We still got time. Uh, yeah. Do you think, um, I mean, what do you think if, let's just assume Nessie is real. Mm-hmm. Would you, does your heart tell you that Nessie is a holdover from another era or a new species that we've just not found yet? I would say a holdover. Yeah. Because technically I think like, aren't like sharks and alligators and birds like all kind of parts of what the surviving dinosaurs came from? Yes, I believe there is. Because like sharks a, aren't natural. Like they, they, I mean, they are, but like, I think that they. <laughs> There's a, well, there were a lot of like, uh, dinos, like fishy dinosaurs that had yeah. like similar looks, right? So yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like a shark, but with like a horn or something. I don't know. Right. Some kind of weird rhino shark. But I think I read somewhere where they, they did, um, evolve from dinosaurs. I know definitely birds. I know that birds yeah. have. Um, and I read somewhere too, cause I was always like, it doesn't make sense that alligators or crocodiles wouldn't evolve from dinosaurs. They're practically yeah. dinosaurs. Right. Right. Um, and then I, I, it was confirmed somewhere that they, they're like a pretty close relation. Yeah. Isn't it weird though that like, okay, dinosaurs were like, I don't know what, 20 feet high, 10 feet. Like they're huge, right? Yeah. They're like giant, giant animals. Like have you ever seen like a, like a skeleton in a museum, it's kind of baffling. It's like bigger than an elephant. Like an elephant would probably be the biggest thing you would see or most likely in, per- in person. Like if you were yeah. like in today's world. That's still world. alive, yeah. Yeah, most likely. I mean, there's places you could see larger animals, I'm sure, but f- the lay person is going to come across an elephant in their lifetime and it's huge. Yeah. Now the average dinosaur was many times bigger than that. Yeah. Right? And now their evolutionary sort of offspring, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. are now, birds are tiny. There's no giant, there's no big birds except for one. And that mf is a dinosaur because think about how big he is. Yeah. Okay, I just figured something out. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Um, isn't that weird though? Like alligators are relatively small compared to a giant mm-hmm. thing. So isn't that strange that, that they've, we, is, is it because of their extinction that they came back small? Started on the bottom. Now they're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of what song that was from. I think it's a Drake song. I don't really know. I don't know his music very well. Uh, Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's weird, huh? Yeah. It's like somehow they were able to... So maybe like Nessie, they were able to hide somewhere that allowed them to evade whatever the danger was that caused them to go to extinct. Yeah. 
I mean, I would assume there's probably a lot of tourism activity around Loch Ness still. Yeah, it's in Ireland, right? It's in Ireland, mm-hmm. I believe, right? I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, or Scotland. I think it's in Scotland. Okay. Somewhere like that. Yeah. One of the lands. It's in one of the lands. Yeah. Uh, oh, it is Scotland, I think. Yeah. You would think that it would be, there'd be more photos of it by now. Yeah. Well, I mean, really not until the last few years was I able to capture pictures of my dad and we all know that he's real. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Evolution. What if what if Nessie had an Instagram page and it's like, I I'm posting pictures all the time, guys. Just look. Just <laughs> it's so rude. Just follow me back. Just like some of my pictures. I'm right here. So awkward. And I'm feeling cute today. <laughs> All right, Kevin, let's let's move on to headline number two. Okay. All right, headline number two. Amish set up kiosk as more and more outsiders are interested in joining. Well, that's interesting. So like you mean like English people? Yes. Yeah. That's what they call non Amish people, right? English? Yeah. Is English people. Yeah. Okay. Like anybody, like even somebody who is from like the other side of the world, they would refer to them as English. I, I, I don't know. I'm not an Amish expert, but yeah. Well, as, I was under the impression you were. What the heck, man? Jeez. Uh, okay. I can't know everything. I feel like you know a lot about Amish people. I don't know. I guess. I I don't know a lot, but I know what I understand and recall from my sociology classes in college. And you also know a lot about sort of Mennonite culture, which is not the same, but there's some similar sort there, of yeah. uh, uh, you know, ways, yeah. I guess, for lack of a better term. There are similarities with Mennonites. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You've, you've been exposed to these little worlds more than I have. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, so I, I look to you as an expert. Oh, thank you. Things. That's thank why you. I, I think I said that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, so outside of the Amish community, they got a little kiosk set up because people are like, Hey, what do I got to do to get in here? I'm not sure how one becomes Amish. I'm not sure if it's something where they're like, uh, where someone can sign up necessarily. Right. Is it? uh, um, I think you're correct. I think under normal, uh, I think throughout history, it, it is something that you can't, for the most part, join. Right, because, I mean, there's a lot of family lines there. Right, right. I think it's mainly something you're sort of born into. Yeah, and then you just get to choose. So, the idea of them basically spreading the word of God with these little kiosks um, with based on what they believe is interesting. So, I mean, they often... They often don't uh, necessarily interact with people who aren't Amish um, in that way. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe they do. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think I think the situation here is people are trying to get in. Not necessarily they're recruiting. Yeah. But people are trying to get in. So they're and they were just kind of tired of all of the sort of uh, questions coming their way. So they kind of set up a thing where it's like, all right. Yeah. We just need to have someone out front here. Here's some informational things yeah. about our lifestyle. Take a pamphlet and carry on. So maybe maybe it's just a part of, like, people have a heightened interest in this because they're just ready to revert back to 
uh, a more simpler life and maybe maybe that is one avenue that they see as a possibility mm-hmm. not only finding a way to commit themselves to faith but also committing themselves to a more simple lifestyle that takes away of a lot of the complications of uh, modern society which i think we often feel overwhelmed with right yeah absolutely i think there is definitely something um that sounds wonderful about that about not dealing with a lot of our it's a real double-edged sword i guess like like i love modern times like i love like i feel like this is a great era to be alive in we've got cell phones and the internet but other than that a lot of terrible stuff (laughs) (laughs) i know there's other good things there's other good things don't get me wrong but uh there's a lot of terrible things but i guess you could probably say that at any point in history uh to some degree i mean i'm sure it's a little different you know but um certainly uh in the way we're sort of living right now i could see there being more of a uh a call for people to want to disconnect uh from the internet from sort of the modern trappings of the world right and maybe and certainly right now where things are very scary uh, when it comes to just anything like people don't want to you don't necessarily want to go out uh-huh. uh, to a restaurant you don't necessarily you're kind of worried about germs constantly like there's a lot of things happening right? yeah yeah and a lot a of lo- unknowns right and a lot of just very terrible things happening in the world uh from a sort of a social justice perspective as well yes just a lot of terrible things yes so i could see where people were like you know what let's i could use a different world right now to live in yeah so i can see there being more interest maybe now than instead of just driving by people on a horse and buggy being like they might be like hey that's that doesn't sound too bad i don't would have to have a car payment do you think that this is something that mm, do you think that this is something that would be more of a uh white privilege sort of thing peeking through because i could see a culture where people were like, this is really hard. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Oh, this looks better. Like grass is greener on the other side. So they find themselves looking at a society uh, with their own traditions that seems more simple and easier to deal with life versus what they have. Whereas I don't think that someone who isn't white could easily hop the fence and and be like this life is too hard i'm gonna go and join this society i don't that seems like something that is a very white thing to do Mm. don't you think yeah i never thought of it that way like it seems like that um because i can't imagine um like when when you said that people were interested in becoming amish i i only imagine like just like frustrated white people (laughs) (laughs) right right (laughs) that's not to say that someone of color couldn't be be amish i'm not sure but right right you're uh, imagining people with like uh, little people like i already got the beard i mean come on yeah exactly exactly i'm good with woodworking skills yeah i got this of course i can watch the youtube videos and figure out how to make a canoe i got it i make my own dresses i know how to do it I can do this. There could be right. You could be right. I mean, I think, uh, I think a simpler life, uh, for everyone is probably something that 
kind of crosses uh, all our minds at some crosses point. Yeah, no matter where your what your background might be, I think the idea of just a, a, a simpler world in terms of um, everything mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes yeah. probably not a bad idea. Sure, but uh, yeah, how do we get there though? But yeah, I could see I could see people being a little bit maybe jealous of the Amish right now. Yeah, because but but it is true we don't know much about them. Yeah, so this could be a, a misplaced sort of jealousy because who knows what's going on in that world? A misplaced sort of fantasy of what seems right. like might be better. Right, because I'm sure folks uh, like while you don't have the internet and you don't have um, a nine to five office job to go to and you don't have a car payment to worry about and rent to worry about, you're probably working your ass off for like twelve hours a day. Yeah, like churning butter constantly or whatever they do. Taking care of farm animals, murdering the farm animals so that they could eat them. Right. Like that's stuff that would be really challenging. Sewing clothes for everybody. Like he's doing a lot of work. Yeah, absolutely. There's not a lot of downtime. Playing with dolls that don't contain faces. Oh, really? Yeah. Faceless dolls? Yeah. Well, that's the name of my punk band actually. How funny. (laughs) didn't know where that name came from (laughs) i um i think i can i can relate to um the idea of unplugging and and just like because like uh, my my dad lives in a pretty rural place that he's not amish though no that is often i'm i mean it's just really peaceful and and not really until recently has he come into contact with a lot of things on the internet and stuff like that. And that at times has been very much something that I've envied. Like, can I survive socially and mentally better if I wasn't so attached to, um, a lot of the modern things that we have to deal with, like technology, like, having um <laughs> being forced into debt in order to have better credit <laughs> <laughs> right, like things right. like you I mean things yeah. like that like uh, are those things that you know a, a simpler lifestyle would would allow you to have could you be could you have all those simplistic things at your ready and still not necessarily invade the lifestyle of a Amish person or yeah I think maybe it's just more about like uh, I think if people are, are, are kind of clamoring for that it, you could you could probably make it you could probably you don't have to go that extreme you probably could just dust off your d- desktop computer and set it up and like yeah put you know trade in your phone for a flip phone yeah and uh, or like you know or try to like some kind of somehow set limits you don't you want know? to culture shock yourself right they got to ease into it you know i mean it wasn't all that long ago that we had that most second bedrooms were quote-unquote computer rooms and you had a giant desktop computer in there yeah and a desk that you bought from a discount retailer like Ames yeah. or walmart yeah and you uh kmart k-mart remember those those all those kinds of places hills remember, remember stores that? remember stores before the great pandemic <laughs> um anyway yeah you had like a whole room of your home dedicated to getting onto the internet or doing computer stuff as opposed to just constantly doing it while you're watching tv or constantly doing it while you're trying to have a conversation with your wife at the dinner table or whatever it might be, you know? Right. Right. Like it was always a separate thing. And then now that it's now it's just constant. And then if you're not looking at it, 
it's trying to get you to look at it. It's giving you notifications and it's buzzing and it's like there's all it's trying to lure you like it's not like another it's not like a thing you went and did for an hour and then got, then went and did other things right right like you're just always doing it now yeah and you've got and we've all learned to adapt very we've all adapted very easily and very quickly to this way uh-huh. where it's like we watch yes we watch it we still watch tv shows but we also watch them while looking at facebook yeah. It's like it's all, there's always something happening. So we're never dedicating 100%. That's why we binge and re-binge TV shows because there's always something we We've forgot because yeah. we didn't really fully pay attention to it the first time. Right. We watched The Office and Parks and Rec early on in the pandemic. And again, for like the fifth time or whatever. And there were definitely jokes that I was like, oh, I don't remember this at all. And I've seen it like five times, you uh-huh. know what I mean? But it's, yeah. it's, I, I'm because there's always some other distraction happening. Yeah. So you take that as like a little microcosm and you blow it up to like the entire world of in your whole life. It's like, holy shit, it, this is a lot to deal with. Yeah. And so I could, but I could, so I could see going back to that, like just setting a limit where you put the computer back in the room and then you maybe, yeah. you know, you you, you got to set little boundaries for yourself. You yeah, know? absolutely. Otherwise I think our brains will go crazy. We're not meant for this. Yeah. We're not, uh, we're not equipped for it yet. I mean, it, I mean maybe in a couple million years of this, our bodies will be able to handle it. No problem. Right. Right now we just don't know. So what I'm trying to say to you, Tiffany, is that I have an interview set up with the Amish people in our area tomorrow where we're going to go in front of the Amish board and plead our case. I'm not sure they'll, they, I'm not sure they will, um, enjoy my taste in music. <laughs> what if you showed up and you like the, what if you, what if there was a way you somehow infiltrated the Amish community and you brought with them all of these songs that, but you changed the words a little bit to make them more friendly to Amish people and you became a huge Amish celebrity. I'm not sure they listen to music. They probably don't. They have faceless dolls. They probably have musicless records. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> records. Do they have records? I Is that too much too too much technology for I them? Don't know. It depends on what their uh, local leader approves. <laughs> okay, headline number three. Uh, I can't read that. Oh, lost Amazon package delivered 17 years late. Yeah. Hold up. Amazon has been around for 17 years. Longer than that. How long has it been around? Since the late nineties. Really? Yeah. Wow. See, it's new to me. Yeah. Yeah. When do you think your first Amazon order was? Uh, well into our relationship. (laughs) But you were aware that you just maybe didn't have, like you didn't even have your own Amazon account until fairly recently. Right. I didn't need it. We just kind of had our own shared one, I guess. I went to a store and bought things. (laughs) Yeah. Amazon's been around since the late nineties. Primarily was just selling books, but then it, but then it evolved into more of a retailer. Oh, okay. And then there was a weird period I remember in like the very early 2000s where Amazon and Target were like in a partnership together. So if you went to like Amazon, you could choose from the Amazon menu, like at the top, you could choose Target and you could buy stuff from the Target store, the Target website, and they would, and Amazon would ship it to you. I was just thinking about how ironic it is that um, a place called Amazon sold a thing called books where the books were made out of trees and we're constantly losing trees <laughs> oh, in the Amazon. No. So, uh, just a little hint of irony there. That's, yeah. uh, that's messed up. <laughs> that is messed up. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, world. 
we've destroyed you. Uh, yeah, so the Amazon's been around for a while. Oh. Uh, I think my first order was in... The early 2000s. I think you looked it up kind of recently. Yeah, we did. We did. I think the, fir- the first thing I had ordered, I believe, was a comedy writing book, of all things. Still haven't gotten around to it yet. But I'm looking forward to reading it one day <laughs> and trying to write comedy. Uh, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, well, we did talk about this recently. So it was like, like early 2000s, right? Like 2002 or something that you ordered it. Yeah. Cause when I go, but when I go into my Amazon history, you can scroll back to 1995. That's messed up. But I mean, I didn't buy anything in 1995. I did buy two books in, on February 22nd, 2000. I wrote comedy writing step-by-step and comedy writing secrets. Wow. Yes. And here we are 20 years later making comedy. My brain uh, did not compute that 2000 was 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. It is. Uh, Also, you should read those books. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? How about you just write a book? You're funny. Uh, No, I have read parts of them. That's good. Yeah, they've come in handy over the years. (laughs) So this lost Amazon package finally arrived 17 years later. So it's probably got books inside. So at least you know it wasn't like spices that someone ordered because they were too lazy to run to the store. (laughs) Right. Uh, So... How do you lose a package with books? I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know. Maybe it <laughs> fell behind a bookshelf somewhere next to that case of beer. That's true. And then they got, <laughs> they got plastered over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what do you think it might be? What do you think somebody was ordering 17 years ago on Amazon? Like I mean, books. Well, I mean, it could be like a small, I mean, it could be like a small item, I suppose. Oh, well, when did they transition from books? Uh, I think in the, well, I mean, 17 years ago, they were still selling, they were selling a little bit of everything, I believe. Oh, they were? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know the history of Amazon, so could be anything. <laughs> I was just thinking books because you were like, that's what they did in the old days. Right. Well, in the, in the 90s, in the 90s. Okay. So. I know 17 years ago was not the 90s, which is really another thing that's really screwy. Yeah. But it's hard to really compute with time. So maybe it was something like. I don't know, a light bulb or there you go. Maybe it was a gift for someone. (laughs) Can you, uh, so 17 years ago was what year? That was 2003. Yeah. I'm looking at my orders for 2000. I didn't really order much in 2003. Apparently I ordered the matrix movies in 2003 on the widescreen editions. Wow. That was what I ordered in 2003. (laughs) (laughs) I uh I graduated high school then. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my first year at Washington Mutual Bank. You know the uh, bank that brought down the economy in 2008. <laughs> you're full of good news. Oh, we had a time there. We had a good time. Oh, it wasn't my fault, folks. Um so okay, so at that point they were shipping out movies and stuff. Yeah. Okay, was, so like gift stuff. It was more like the Amazon were were uh, aware of today. Okay. So it could be, maybe it was, uh, maybe it was something small. Yeah. So, because that, that would be something that would be easy to lose. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was just a small little package. Like 
maybe it was a, a tiny jewelry box. There you go. That maybe played music or something. That, but you that, had to open it. Right, right. From 2000, what songs were popular in 2003? Um, I don't know who does it. I don't know who sings the song. What is, how does it go? To the window, to the wall. To the wall. <laughs> what if somebody ordered, all these bitches crawl. What if somebody ordered a music box that played that song? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> to the sweat drip down my balls. <laughs> ah, skate, 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 motherfucker. I don't know that song at all. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. We were living different lives. I was in a bank in 2003. I wasn't out clubbing like you, you were. You were a professional man. I was a professional man, as I've been for the last 20 years. Uh, <laughs> fall of 2003 is where I began my journey as Vivian. So, Oh. It's cool. Story for another day. Uh, so, um, if you follow me on social media, <laughs> you'll understand. Um, so... What do you think it was? It must have been something small. So do you think it was something that wasn't a tiny box? I think it was that Matrix movie because I never got it. Oh. The article is about me. Oh. (laughs) I don't know how the trilogy ends. (laughs) What if if it was uh, something like... um, The World's Smallest Little Piggy Bank. (laughs) But it was indestructible. And it survived all these years. Yes. Waiting. Yes. For coinage. For so many coins. <laughs> and it sounds like Amazon owes them the coins. Yeah, yeah. Do you think uh like what a, it's uh, like obviously the the convenience of Amazon is is terrific. Like we can't deny that. It's fabulous. We get stuff in 2 days even faster in certain cities. But um it does feel like like in the 90s everybody was kind of always shitting on Walmart. Like Walmart's destroying small town america every store closed because walmart's in town now okay and now i feel like that's what amazon has done to some degree right they've come in oh yeah and now it's like even like worse yeah like they've they've destroyed everything that's left and probably walmart to some degree i mean a lot look at how many retail stores have closed pre-pandemic yeah you know because they couldn't compete with you know everybody else sure so is it like how do you how how do you find a, a, a happy medium there between convenience and then but not also also not just wiping out dozens of of competitors shop small shops right it is the onus on us or is the onus on like the government to step in somehow and say hey we can't you can't do this you got to scale back i think that's a question for another podcast i think you're right but i think what we can do as consumers right is just maybe maybe think about where we're spending our money yeah exactly but i mean if a mom and pop shop can get me something in two days i'm all about it they might they might be able to or maybe don't procrastinate and get your wife a gift sooner than that (laughs) that's true (laughs) that is a good point i think uh well as your birthday is tomorrow i wish i could get you something here uh, faster but uh, (laughs) you can just go to the store (laughs) um i don't need anything uh, so, uh, this, this package arrived 17 years later. So did it show up to the correct address suddenly or was, was it like, a like, did the homeowner move? So then it showed up to someone else, whoever lived there now, did the person who ordered the package get a, 
phone call and they were like ring ring and they were like hello and they were like hello i have your amazon package and you're like i didn't order anything and they were like oh what is here right now did you order a tiny jewelry box engraved with the initials ppn and then and they were like well yes i did but that was 17 years ago i never got it i followed I, a dispute i followed a dispute and i never received it well we have it right here well okay well now i live in missouri somewhere well so. i'm calling you from missouri so i'll be right over perfect deliver it with drone <laughs> that sounds great i think that might be part of it right it might not be the, necessarily the post office losing it but it could be perhaps somebody got it they said hey, i'll take that I'll, I'll i'll put that back in the mail and write return to sender on it and they never did until they moved or something right that could be oh i didn't think about that yeah i hope it wasn't anything like important like time sensitive they needed right away like i hope it didn't i hope it wasn't like a last minute gift because somebody forgot to buy something for their fiance and then it caused uh, a divide that could never be bridged and the relationship fizzled all because of a poor delivery situation. Well, hopefully that fiance moved right along and then found someone who was uh, not someone who was waiting to the last second to get them a gift. Exactly. Someone who has Amazon prime, but doesn't have to use it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. One of those people that chooses the delayed shipping so they can get a dollar credit yeah. on Amazon. You want someone digital. who's thinking ahead about yeah. budgets and feelings. Exactly. Budgets and feelings. A new podcast Tiffany and I are doing about budgeting your money on a relationship. Check for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kevin, one of these is real. Yes. Only one of these three stories is real. Which one do you think it is? Um, Hmm. Tourists make seventh Loch Ness sighting. Amish kiosk for interested takers and lost Amazon package 17 years late. You know what? I'm going to go with the tourist. You're going to go with the tourist makes the seventh Loch Ness monster sighting so far in the year 2020. Yeah. Well, Tiffany, you would be absolutely correct. What? That is a real headline. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a headline from the mirror, uh, the mirror, you know, the mirror. Yeah. .co.uk. Yeah. You know that one? Yep. Uh, yeah, there's an article from uh, recent times. It says, Tourist makes the seventh Loch Ness monster sighting so far in 2020. Uh, the article goes a little something like this Mr. Van Schubrecht had no idea he had captured images for the elusive creature until he looked back at his Scottish holiday photos and spotted a mysterious dark object. Hmm. A tourist claims he spotted the Loch Ness Monster while on a break with his family, but didn't realize until he looked back at his holiday snaps. Mr. Van Schubrecht has now clocked up the official seventh sighting of the mysterious creature this year. He recorded a dark object in the distant near Point Clare at 2... 22 p.m. on Saturday, August 29th. It has now been accepted by the official Loch Ness Sighting Register. See, there is an actual thing. Wow. Earlier this year, a fireman recorded the year's sixth sighting and one of the classic sightings of the Loch Ness Monster. Forestry worker Ross McCauley has lived all his life around Loch Ness and did not believe in Nessie. Huh. But he and his fellow fighter fighters... But he and his fellow firefighters were baffled 
by the 12 foot long creature that Ross photographed on his mobile phone. A super long water camel. Super long water camel. It is also the first accepted sighting of Nessie by a witness at the lock this year with the other five logged by the lock's webcam. So interesting. So they do have like a camera on the lock. I didn't realize that. Just to watch for it. I love it. That's a great idea. I had no idea. Yeah. Ross, 35, is a retained firefighter at uh, Drummondorkchik lying on the shore of Loch Ness. I don't know if I said that right. I just went for it. You did a good job. It looks 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 about right. Yeah. Uh, he is also a tree feller and fencer for forestry and land Scotland working around the lock. What's a tree feller? I don't uh someone who's like a, a tree person who's like a real tree it person. fell. It sounds like you something you it said. fell. <laughs> It sounds the like tree has fell. It sounds like something you would call a real boring person. Like he's a real tree person. He's a real you know what I mean? Tree feller, you know? Just, like you know he's there, he's cut you know, he's creating some shade, but But just a dull bark, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But on Wednesday, July 9th, it's a Ross real would, problem when the dog comes around, just pisses on his leg. <laughs> he's always got wet sneakers, that guy. What a <laughs> scuzz. <laughs> But on Wednesday, July 9th, Ross was driving just outside Fort Augustus when he glanced at the water about 200 feet below the road. There were a couple of kayakers about 100 yards ahead of them, and 100 yards ahead of them was something below the surface. At first, I thought it was a big rock under the water. Then I thought, there's never been a rock there before. So curiosity got the better of me. I turned around and parked in a long lay-by, which must be like a parking lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, The object had moved and was now out there in the middle of the lock. The kayakers were much further behind. The creature must have have done 400 yards in a minute and against the wind. Is that fast, 400 yards a minute? Sounds like it. Yeah. I started watching it for five minutes. There was a long neck. There was no long neck, no head, but just a big... I started watching it for five minutes. There was no long neck, no head, just the hump bit. <laughs> just the hump bit. Name of a movie I was in in college, actually. Yeah. Just the hump bit. Yeah. I would say it's 12 feet long and 4 feet wide, and it's at its widest. It was light gray, and it went under the water, up, and then disappeared. I've lived all my life in the area, and I'm a keen fisherman who has spent hundreds of hours on the lock, but I've never seen anything like it before. Did I believe in Nessie? Hell no. <laughs> I've seen seals dozens of times in the lock. But this was far too big to be a seal. It was not a log, and it was traveling against the wind. If somebody could explain to me what I've just seen, it would be great. But I just can't explain it. I never thought I'd be one of those guys seeing Nessie. I kept quiet at first, but then I showed it, the images that is, to my fellow firefighters, and they, and they at first took the mick, but were equally baffled. <laughs> in fact, one of them had some... In fact, one of... In fact, one had seen something himself 25 years ago. I have no idea what I saw, but I have to say it was an animal of some kind. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Gary Campbell, the recorder of the official Loch Ness Monster sighting register said, it is a classic sighting of Nessie with no head or neck discernible. It was just under the surface and it may not have been visible to the kayakers at water level. It is a fascinating sighting. And adds to the mystery. Wow. Wild. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Nessie, official official register. I had no idea that they were still um, seeing Nessie. 
I didn't either. I hadn't heard about it in a very long time. Yeah. Not since like Unsolved Mysteries. Right, right. And they never, <laughs> and they never got to, if they weren't able to solve it, I, I, mean, I know. What hope is there for us, quite I know. frankly? Yeah. Yeah, very cool. I, I was always intrigued with Nessie as a child. I thought that was so fascinating that there might be a dinosaur living in the water. It is neat. Very cool. I love it. I think we've talked about this before, but there was yeah. like one paranormal book in my high school or my grade school library and I would take it out constantly. Yeah. They must have had me on like a like a watch list in the in the, in the school. <laughs> like keep an eye on that Dylan kid. He's reading that goddamn Nessie book again. What a little freak. <laughs> <laughs> a little weirdo <laughs> and it turns out they were absolutely correct <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then you grew up and you found your weirdo i that's, sure did and that's, that's you me. and we're about to celebrate your birthday yeah here we are here we are uh, well folks there you are we'll be right back after these words <laughs> boy am i parched but do i want coffee or soda why not have both? What? Who are you? Ah, don't worry about me. I'm here to tell you that with Marcola coffee syrup, you can have both. What? Well, tell me how. Well, for example, Marcola coffee soda is made with Marcola coffee syrup, sparkling water, and a twist of lemon. Wow. That sounds like a real flavor journey. It is. Go to drinkmarcola.com for this recipe and more. Wow. Thanks, random guy. Everybody loves the coffee soda. Everybody loves to drink Marcola. Fake Headlines Podcast is sponsored by Kitty Box Press. Kitty Box Press is an independently owned print shop located in Rochester, New York. Each piece is handcrafted using only eco-friendly materials, resulting in a beautiful artisan work. With no minimum orders, no setup fee, and made with lots of love, Kitty Box Press wants to be your go-to screen printer. Kitty Box Press can print just about anything from t-shirts to totes to posters and invitations. Follow Kitty Box Press on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to visit them at kittyboxpress.com for more information. Thanks, Kitty Box Press. Thank you. And we're back. Hi, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> uh, Kevin, are Tiffany. you are you ready for my three headlines? Yeah, babe, hit me with your headlines. Okay, if you insist. I do. Uh, headline number one: You, me, and llama makes three. <laughs> How this family enjoys life with their dis- domesticated llama. Oh my. You, me, and llama makes three. How this family enjoys life with their domesticated llama. <laughs> okay. Headline number two. Rare wild singing dogs are not extinct after all. Rare singing dogs? Rare wild singing dogs are not extinct after all. Wow. Two cryptozoological articles, huh? Weird. Yeah. Uh, headline number three. This warehouse is a safe haven for you to leave letters to your future self. <laughs> this warehouse is a safe haven for you to leave letters to your future self. Okay. Leave letters to your future self. Yeah. Weird. These are all weird. <laughs> all right. All right. Good stuff here. Okay. We've got some good stuff here to work with. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. 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 So headline number one, you, me, and llama makes three, a family with a domesticated llama. Yeah. Now, like, like, so the llama's just in the house, kind of like a dog. 
Yeah. How big do how big do llamas get? Big. Are we talking like horse sized? Or like Dalmatian sized? That's a big range of sizes. <laughs> I don't know things. Is it like uh, the size of like a smart car or like a Humvee? Uh, <laughs> so I think a llama can probably be from like hoof to ear, probably six feet tall. <laughs> Well, I guess you're measuring them the metric way. Okay, fine. <laughs> Hoof to ear. Hoof to ear. <laughs> uh-huh. What was the what was the size again? Six feet. Six feet. Okay, that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty big. Yeah. So you got a six foot llama running around your house. Yeah, and that's just tall. Yeah, right. And then lengthwise, you're talking like a like a skinny Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Dog. No humps. No humps. <laughs> yeah. So. Llamas don't have humps, right? What's a llama look like? I can't remember. Is it like a tall sheep? <laughs> yeah, with a long neck. Like a long neck sheep, yeah. right? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At first, I, I re- the first image I had running around in my head for the first maybe 30 seconds of this was, I realized, was an ostrich. <laughs> 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 that's a very different animal it is very different i'm not bright i'm not a bright man i'm a simple man <laughs> with not many smarts when it comes to animals <laughs> different very different right Do not have hooves right one's a bird right that's correct <laughs> that is correct and it's not the llama yep uh, <laughs> it's not the dolly either. Do la- <laughs> what if you had a stuffed animal and you call it, and it was a llama and you call it the dolly llama? That's brilliant. Let's market it. I love it. Let's write it down. We're, yeah. Can't steal it, folks. We already said it. Can't steal it. It's ours. Stamped. Um, <laughs> so could you, could a llama kind of, could you domesticate it like you could a dog or would it just kind of sit on your lap and play catch? I don't know if it would play catch. Or, yeah. I mean, I suppose it could sit on your lap. Why couldn't it? Why not? I mean, I guess anything could sit on your it lap. It wouldn't be very comfortable. I mean, Great Danes sit on people's laps. They may not like it, but it happens. Yeah. I think it's easier for the, the other way around. I think it's easier for the human to sit on the Great Dane's lap, I think. Yeah, probably. That's probably more, <laughs> it's probably more comfortable yeah. for everybody involved. Uh, I do. I love the idea of rare, of weird animals as pets. That's always intrigued me as someone who doesn't have a pet at all. And why we decided that cats and dogs are the two of all the animals. Those are just the only two. You don't consider Chloe your pet? Well, I mean, like, kind of, like, growing up, I guess. I was oh, thinking, I see. I was thinking, okay. like, a pet I had, like, growing up, like, a, with a llama or something. That's always been interesting to me. Like, people that had weird pets. I don't I don't think that people should have exotic pets. That's kind of messed up, because usually it means that they bought it somewhere. Oh, right, like, right. Like a, like a black market pet. Like, no one should be owning a big cat. Like, right, a right. tiger or something. Um, because they just want to kill you right deep down. They're going to murder you. 
similar to most cats. I think all cats share that. I think the smaller cats just can't pull pull that off. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. So they just kind of they deal their, with you. They're <laughs> indifference at you. <laughs> I can't kill you, but I'm not going to care about you. Hmm. We coexist. Yeah, it's more of like a passive aggressive uh, attitude they've taken on because yeah, they yeah, know yeah. they don't have the they don't have the horsepower, if you will, to really really take a human down. There are people who uh, domesticate like horses and and maybe um, like a donkey or I mean, who's to say a domesticated dog isn't weird? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, to me, it's like it's it's always been interesting as a, when I was a kid, not having a pet in, in looking at like you had cats and dogs. Those were the two choices. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you yeah. had you could have other pets, obviously, but those are the big two. I guess you would I think it's fair to say it's just weird that we we landed on those two out of all the hundreds of thousands of species of things in the world. Right. But I don't know why that was. Were they just the first ones that we figured out we could domesticate? So then we just went with it. We didn't, we figured let's why go beyond this? Why explore <laughs> further? We got the two, we got two. How many choices do you need? You got two things. I think cats have been, um, I don't know if they've necessarily been domesticated this long, but they've been held in high regard for a very long time. Right. Like in ancient Egypt, they yeah. were sort of, I don't know if they were, would you call them pets? I would maybe, I guess maybe it would. Right. Yeah. You're right. They were held in a high regard. They weren't something that you, uh, you, you know, you protected, you know, yeah, you, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's weird. Cause there could have been like, uh, well, I'm sure there's lots of other animals. Like it uh, could have been me. Yeah. It could have been me. Like, like, I yeah, know. People are just like hunting me. People want to kill me. And you got these cats over there sitting on people's laps. It doesn't make any sense. I know. Like there's, I'm sure there's a deer out there that are just looking in windows. Like. Right. Huh. What's that like? Right. They just. That's why. A what? Deer, they just pull a bull out and then they just feed it. Feed you. Right. Why? That's why deer stop when their headlights are on because they think you're going to stop and pick them up. They're excited. Yeah. And like you just run into Is them. it me? Is it the right. time? Nope. Just plow right through them. Move on. Like, geez, oh, Louise. Terrible. I know. Poor things. I know. <laughs> they were looking for a ride. This llama won the lottery. This llama is living the life. Yeah. You are absolutely correct. Yeah. They, they I mean, maybe this family are already vegetarian. So everyone shares dinner. It's all a salad. Right, right. Sometimes the llama pitches in and makes dinner. It's very, they're very nice. Right. Yeah, it's super, super cool. Yeah. What do you think? Um, what, what, what do llamas eat? Probably anything you throw at it really. Well, they eat vegetation. Yeah. They're so not meat eaters, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they like they really love like carrots mm. and apples and okay greenery gotcha grass yeah that kind of thing okay that's yeah. fair what uh typical fruits and veggies yeah what part, what part of our llamas where do they reside i feel like they're like more of like a desert dwelling huh. creature are they or are they more you know i don't be anywhere really? you know i don't know i i guess i've always known them as like farm animals yeah i guess you're right they're not yeah because people um uh shear them like they would sheep gotcha and uh, use their wool for certain things. I see. Yeah, there's llamas around here. Where there's like llama farms and stuff. I guess they're yeah. not necessarily desert dwelling. Although maybe originally they could have been. Who knows? Yeah. But interesting. Yeah. I would actually assume that they would be like some sort of Nordic animal or something because of all the wool. That's true. The, yeah, the fur doesn't seem to really suit well for the desert environment, does it? That yeah. seems kind of cruel. 
like a nature's cruel joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're born in the desert and you're covered in a layer. It's like if you came, it's like if you were born, like imagine you were born in like the Middle East and you came out with like, like a, like a uh, parka on park. Yes, exactly. I couldn't think of the word. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, you just, <laughs> just born with a park on. Like this is unnecessary. Let's please take this off immediately. <laughs> is this how it is? <laughs> I, it's always uncomfortable. Am I trying to cut weight for the wrestling team in high school? Like what am I doing here? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, w- what do you think? Do you think that they have like a special chair for the llama to sit at their dinner table? <laughs> do you, do you think that they make the llama, um, do its homework before <laughs> it can watch TV? Wow. They really have domesticated this animal. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do you, do you think this llama has chores? Like it has to go out and mow the lawn or eat the lawn? Maybe. Yeah, it probably. Yeah, it probably does. That's what they do at dinner time. The llama goes out and eats the yard and they eat apples. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that very well could be, uh, yeah. Llamas. So the, the people use them as, so they are very, they are like, they're like long neck sheep then, aren't they? I guess they're harvesting. Yeah. We're harvesting their fur. Yeah for various usages yeah okay they're kind of cute they are they have a similar sort of face have you been in have you met a llama in person i have yeah i've met a few llamas you met a few llamas (laughs) any of the farms uh, that you uh, grew up on no no okay there's always visiting somewhere else and you saw one yeah okay Uh, like like a petting zoo sort of Mm -hmm. deal Mm -hmm. yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah so to me, they seem a little exotic because it's not something that seems like a usual animal around farms that I've been to. Right. You yeah. don't really see them uh, in the wild either. We don't really see cows right. in the wild. Where, like, where would cow... Like any farm animal, where would they normally hang out if they weren't for the farm? I would assume cows are probably allowed to run free in India yeah. or places like that because right. they, they don't eat them. Right, right. They don't, they don't. But there's no like wild cows in the United States, is there? Oh. Uh, Maybe. Not that I'm aware of. There's wild horses. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about cows. Wild turkey. Yeah. Wild donkeys. Wild donkeys. We saw those in the Southwest. We did. But yeah, I don't know about wild cows. I feel like all the cows have been, they've all been sort of, uh, I don't want to say indoor cows, but they've been sort of <laughs> in farm cows for, for so long now. Right. Like wherever cows were originally gathered from, they're no longer there. Yeah. They're just all living and reproducing on farms now. Yeah. They just, that's the, all they know. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you'd ever be in the woods and be like, these are cow tracks. I don't think that ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, check this out. Cow tracks. There's cow tracks. There's oh cow tracks. Oh my God. We Watch your step. We Watch your step. If it's real squishy, mistake's been made. You're going to have to dip that foot in the lake and wash mm. it because it's covered in cow pie. If it's hard, well, then we got ourselves a free frisbee, friends. <laughs> <laughs> anyone anyone cow pie frisbee uh, uh. Oh, i feel imagine it's breaking in pieces as it's being thrown <laughs> oh <Gross. no>. <laughs> <laughs> they call that a whoopsie pie <laughs> whoopie pie cookie my favorite thing is when you over explain a joke like that <laughs> 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 because i feel like 
<laughs> my brain uh is on a level where often like i will skip from one part of a joke to like 5000 steps ahead and two steps right and oftentimes people won't follow along but for some reason like you're always able to (laughs) (laughs) that's why we're together (laughs) sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it (laughs) and baby we've made it (laughs) i don't fake it oh damn (laughs) not to brag but i kind of figured that out myself (laughs) it's almost someone's birthday (laughs) <laughs> headline number two headline number two headline Kevin. number two <laughs> a rare wild singing speaking of wild animals wild dogs yeah rare wild singing dogs are out there they're Is not that, extinct uh, after all not extinct after all no turns out they're not so wild singing dogs yeah like what are they singing like motown like what were they saying yeah yeah exactly um they're choir dogs is that a real thing uh yeah (laughs) it sounds really it does sound real choir dogs like prairie Uh, dogs prairie choir dogs (laughs) prairie dogs are something completely different they're not really dogs are they no Uh, what a confusing language we have they're like they're like meerkats i think they're not like they're they're more cats but they call them dogs they're not either (laughs) come on why are we doing this to ourselves there's other words like create a new word for what that is (laughs) a ground log (laughs) there you go yeah (laughs) a long neck camel whatever you call it a skinny what did you call it Loch Ness monster uh a long neck camel (laughs) long neck water camel maybe (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah these singing dogs turns out they're not extinct yeah i just imagine like a bunch of dogs running around going shooby-doo-wop shooby-doo-wop <laughs> snapping their little paws and like that's how they that's how they find each other <laughs> right and they all like harmonize and they're like oh <laughs> oh it's like a barbershop quartet yeah, of dogs yeah, yeah. It's like a bunch of little wiener dogs. Only, only wieners would be in a freaking barbershop quartet. <laughs> I don't know. Ask the wolves. <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe it's more of like a rock band. I don't know. No, it could be. They, they are wild. They are wild. The, the wildest genre of yeah, music for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Metal. <laughs> Metal dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming they're not really singing uh, like they're just howls or like songs. Maybe. Maybe hmm. there's something, some quality to them that makes them sound like they are. Yeah singing like in unison or something music yeah 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 yeah. that's really interesting Uh uh-huh i love the idea going back to kind of what we're talking about before like just weird animals that we just don't we think are gone but they're still they've they found a way somehow they've they've uh persevered persevered yeah yeah, in the face of uh adversity yeah so yeah and there's no wild cows but there are wild dogs yeah 
which are probably more like closely related to wolves then than maybe the the type of dog we have in our homes maybe yeah would hope because i mean i think well wolves are a type of canine but they just aren't the same species as a dog i think like they're they're in different categories so maybe these yeah maybe these types of wild dogs are closer in proximity to the types of dogs that we domesticate yeah Great singing voice. They, they took lessons for years. They I know. should be. I mean, by God, I know. spent so much time on money on this dog. You know, I think that um, they have really evolved from when they were just just trying to sing a little tune, little tiny ditty, right? As a puppy, puppy pu- ditty, pu- a puppy ditty. Yeah, uh, they, they used to call them pee ditties. Right, right. Then the, a guy came along and, uh, and ruined they ruined it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, now they're, now they're just, uh, out there singing, full blown singing. Wow. They're back. People thought they were gone. Pop right back. <laughs> just like P. Diddy. Don't call it a comeback. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened to P. Diddy? I don't know. He's around. Yeah. He's a jerk. Yeah. I didn't like him. <laughs> he was like Kanye. He was kind of like Kanye before Kanye. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. kind of like a weirdo. Yeah. I didn't like him. I didn't trust him. <laughs> i didn't like him anyway uh yeah so the the, you know our a lot of dog owners uh, certainly spend a lot of money on singing lessons our cat uh we we waste a lot of money on improv school for her just i know just she's just wasting it she just uh, she just refuses to yes and she's more of just like and right yeah very and. self-centered yeah. yeah yeah not a giving performer our cat's not a giving performer no Mm-mm. no no you can't really make her do anything <laughs> i think that like if the if there was an indoor dog that was singing I, I think i might find that annoying after a while i would find that annoying about a person as well <laughs> right <laughs> exactly except for me like when i come up with my little fun improvised songs throughout the day those are joyous correct I think you can see the look on my face as they come out of your mouth. Exactly my feelings on them. Well, I don't think you like them is what I'm getting at. And I think you should give them a chance. I think I like some of them. (laughs) They can't all be winners. I mean, come on. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm no songbird. Song dog. I'm no song dog. You're no song. No song dog. But you could be. <laughs> where do you think these dogs are? So are these, where do you think they found them? Was it in North America, you think? Maybe, uh, or would it be maybe somewhere? I don't know where, dogs are everywhere, aren't they, in the world? There's no country that doesn't have dogs, is there? I feel like every corner of the world probably has yeah, a dog. I think so. I think they do. Yeah. So, I, they... Yeah, because like even in the Middle East, they have like wild dogs that run around there. Right, there's rescue dogs that come out of yeah. Iraq and places like that. For yeah, example, yeah, yeah. uh huh. Um, yeah, there's dogs in Japan. There's dogs everywhere. Right. I feel like dogs really made it. You know, they really, really have a presence everywhere. Yeah. Same with cats. I would assume we just said they're the two most popular pets. They're everywhere, I believe. Mm-hmm. But cats kind of sing sometimes. I've heard him sing before in that commercial that meow, 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 mm-hmm. meow, meow. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, I don't think, I think don't think those are wild cats. I think they're, I think those are professional cats who were hired for that commercial. Right. Right. I mean, there's a whole casting call and everything yeah. and, um, yeah. So they do the same thing for, for dogs. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think uh, with I mean I have heard dogs sing once, and that was the um, I remember we we used to have a, a recording of dogs singing jingle bells, uh huh, like barking to jingle bells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was back in our early days. Yeah, so that's I have heard that, and if that's what's happening out there in the world. What a festive, beautiful thing that is. But maybe these dogs, that's when they come out uh, of hiding. They, they're caroling dogs. Mm, a, a caroling dog. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're wild, but I mean, they still really love to spread some joy. Yeah. They travel in packs of joy. Yes. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> it. And you know what? I relate to that. I think I would, I would prefer to travel in packs of joy myself. <laughs> exactly. That makes sense. Exactly. Why not spread a little joy? You huh? want to have a companion when you're out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I like what I was talking about the dog. If it was singing all the time, it'd be really annoying. And you were like, yeah, even people, the person. Would be annoying <laughs> <laughs> that still made me laugh. <laughs> There's a reason why I wasn't a big fan of musical theater. Yeah. Um, it's stupid. No, I'm kidding. It's not stupid. Uh, it's not. I take it back. I, I just I, couldn't get into it. Strike it from the record. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for everyone. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> it's a certain type of person. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not that. No, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not a singing guy. <laughs> That's the look you were talking about before. <laughs> there it was. You do not like it. <laughs> okay. I get it now. <laughs> I love your voice. I love it. And you sing sweet things to me sometimes. I do. That's right. I do. It's not all bananas. <laughs> it's not all bananas. It's uh, it's my favorite uh, monkey book. It's not all bananas. Yeah. By Professor. Monkey. Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Professor Monkey. Is there any other name? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's who did it, of course. Uh, yeah. 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 A lot of cryptozoology in this episode. Yeah. Very strange that we both landed upon two uh, not similar uh, similar genre articles, I suppose. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. These are things species of well. I mean, right now, we make our own dogs right now, don't we? Yeah. Like we're kind of we like we kind of like it's kind of messed up in a way. There are certain dogs that can't breed on their own, like French, uh, like Frenchies. Like we've just made French bulldogs. Like not so, French bulldogs. Is that what they are? Yeah. Uh-huh. So they can't mate uh, is because their parts don't fit together? Yeah. So they like, what do they do? How do they like artificially inseminate yep. them? That's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of Dr. Frankenstein, not Dr. Frankenstein, Dr. Because if the laws of science had their way, guy. they would no longer exist. They would not be a breed that exists. Yeah. I think that's probably why. Don't like some dogs have like some like kind of, uh, we know that they're going to, have certain issues later in life. Yeah. And it's probably because of some sort of genetic flaw that happened during our, during the creation process. Right. And it just keeps getting reproduced and, and passed on. Yeah. It's kind of messed up that we're doing that. Yeah. Like people won't eat corn because it's genetically modified, but like our pets were just like playing God in the laboratory, <laughs> the laboratory meaning you're forcing two dogs to fuck in your backyard. <laughs> That's fine. I'll pay $5,000 for that. <laughs> I'll pay you 4000 to prostitute your dog. What a weird job that is. Yeah. Super weird. I, just, I have Super this weird. dog that can hump another dog and make a weird dog for you. 
So give me money for that. But goddamn, Labradoodles are cute. They really are. Fuck. Now they, like there's a there's always an there's always a an exemption, right? I mean, yes, it's a terrible practice, but every once in a while we land upon a very cute breed of dog that we, we wouldn't have existed in nature otherwise. Yeah. I mean, they would have, but then someone would be like, no, my prize puppy. <laughs> How am I going to show her now? Could we? <laughs> I wonder if we could. And get all these raises. <laughs> could we design a dog that sings, maybe? Yeah, we that would that be point. it. Shoo-be-doo-wop. That means, oh, that means uh, Edgar has to pee. Doo-wop. I'm a puppy who's gonna pee. <laughs> Kevin, headline number three. What do you think about that one? Yeah, headline number three. The what is it? I can't read my handwriting. The this warehouse is a safe haven for you to leave letters to your future self. Wow. So you drop off a letter to future you. Yeah. And then what would you say to future you? What kinds of things are people saying to themselves? Is it uh, like a remind, like a reminder of something? Sure. But then you got to remember to go pick up the letter. Yeah. Or does the letter get mailed back to you at some point? Well, it's a warehouse. So. Yeah. So it's just like stacks of letters. Uh-huh. Like you, it's like, it's like your own personal post office box. Oh, I see. Okay. Gotcha. So you go check out, you write yourself a letter and then you go check it out in the future. Yeah. Wow, what do I would have? What would I have said to myself if I wrote a letter to myself? So maybe it was like a momentous occasion or something. Yeah, yeah. Like something you wanted to remember, but like maybe you didn't want to put it in a journal, or maybe it was something where you were like, "Remember today," and you told yourself that you were not gonna uh, succeed at the big job promotion and then you got it and then remember how great you felt and you describe right. whatever and then you did some then you uh replied all on an email and swore and you got fired yeah, Ugh, yeah. embarrassing just remember it gets better <laughs> now didn't you didn't you do something once in high school you wrote yourself letters and they got mailed to mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. yes we did we yeah. we uh yeah it was something we did in my senior uh english class mm-hmm. We wrote a letter to ourselves so that we'd receive it in five years and our English teacher mailed them out to us. That's pretty good. That's great. That's pretty cool that they do that. Uh, none of the things that I wrote down happened. So well, that, that was also fun to receive. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> probably going to be similar for 99.9% of people in that class. <laughs> great job for failing. Yay. <laughs> hey, future Tiff, you fucked up. <laughs> none of your dreams came true. <laughs> good job. You really wasted these five years. That's what I figured. That's what I would say to myself. But I think this is supposed to be something that's um, positive. So yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want to write letters to yourself to bring yourself down. No, it's that's something. Terrible. It's something to remember good things. So, or maybe it's uh, a good way to preserve like memories for your kid. Like right, maybe right. maybe it's instead of doing like a baby book, maybe this is like a new way for people to be like today I found out I am going to be a father and I'm really excited. And yeah. so here's the future journey that I'm going to write all these letters to my son. And so that's the first installment. Yeah. I like that. I like this idea of there being sort of an offsite archive of things, because if you think about it, if you were to, 
Uh, I mean, memories and like any type of media you may have in your home may not last forever. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you put it uh, in some kind of warehouse and some kind of uh, maybe weather controlled conditions, things Mm -hmm. like that, you're going to preserve them longer. So maybe you're mailing things to yourself. Maybe you're sending letters to yourself, like um, pictures, like an envelope full of photos and just different things so that maybe your kids can one day have a place to go explore a little bit and have some kind of, um, or maybe you're sending uh, little hard drives to yourself and storing yeah. them, stuff like that. That's an interesting idea. Little glimpses into memories you may not always have. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think I think there's I think there's a great uh, in, a great lesson there in sort of. Uh, I mean, most people have like all of their photos for the last twenty years are on a computer. So what if that computer crashes? Right. Yeah, that stuff backed up. It's gone forever. Right. Exactly. So you could be a total dork like Tiffany and I and not only have everything backed up in the cloud, but also have everything backed up on two or three hard drives that are in a fireproof safe. Yep. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Pictures mean everything to me. Right. <laughs> so we've got them. We've got five or six different copies of everything right now. Yeah. Including one in a cloud that can't be touched. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, man. Or anyone. Or God. <laughs> you hear that, God? Please don't bother us, God. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> Please don't bother us, God. That's not quite the right way to say it. Nope. <laughs> I mean, feel free to bother us, but I mean, just don't bother us. If there are some corrections you'd like to make during this year, that would be really helpful. Yeah. Um, can, we just, can we talk a minute about what's going on? Right now? I mean, I don't know God. I mean, look, I mean, who am I to judge? But <laughs> You're the one. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're the one the to one. judge. Look, you're the one to judge. We all have been told that. But... Uh, <laughs> what's going on man <laughs> or woman i don't know i don't know what you are <laughs> being <laughs> uh yeah so maybe maybe it's something like that where it's just like a, a a new innovative way to collect memories i like that idea quite a bit mm-hmm. yeah i wish i'd written a letter to myself well i i think i think what i needed was to be able to write in reverse like some kind of time travel letter like i think i needed to what yeah yeah hold on hold on a second okay uh like sending yourself a letter for the future uh certainly i can understand the merits of it you could you could maybe bring up a memory that you you know all kinds of things like that i think what would have worked better for me is if i could have sent a letter from my future self to my older self and said like somehow through time and space self in the past yes okay and said hey Stop being a terrified weirdo. Get some help. Stop being full of anxiety and fear. And here's what's possible if you stopped thinking that way right now, as opposed to waiting 20 years and trying to figure yourself out. Yeah. I think I could have done, I think if I, if there was some kind of time travel letter, like I wouldn't go back in time and kill Hitler and change the world. I would just tell 20 year old Kevin to not be so terrified. Yeah. Yeah, but, and to get some help. <laughs> but who knows? I mean, maybe you would have been a super jerk and I wouldn't have liked you. That's true too. I mean, do you think I'm getting in, do you think I'm evolving into a super jerk? No. Oh, okay, okay, all right. I'm also a super jerk. So <laughs> yeah, I That's what attracted me to fine. you. It's <laughs> fine. I like how mean you are to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> We're very nice to each other. We really are. We really are. Uh and other people, damn it. Yeah. Just be nice. Yeah. God, 
God, look, God, <laughs> while I have your attention. No. Yeah. So I, I think that, I think for me, I needed, I needed a reverse pep talk. Yeah. I needed to tell Kevin to like, just get some help. Yeah. Stop being such a maniac. <laughs> like you're wasting time. You're going to, re- you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. Oh, but I don't regret it though, because I've, I am who I am right now because of all that, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I probably could have used some help with anxiety a lot earlier in life. <laughs> yeah. A lot earlier in life. Yeah. Yeah. I was a mess, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's never too late. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say, folks. Get some help if you need it. It's out there. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, warehouse of letters. Warehouse of letters. So a warehouse. So I just imagine like it's like this big like airplane hanger full of post office boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Or like That's card catalog or something. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a, like big ones. <laughs> yeah. 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 What kinds of, what other kinds of things would you put in? Uh, so with letters to yourself, what are the types of things you think you would send? It's kind of like a time capsule, like, right? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm, it's like a time capsule storage type thing. Yeah. Of yeah. stories and maybe little memorabilia. Mm-hmm. You know how like, a, I think on an episode a long time ago, we talked about the, one of the satellites we shot into space had like a record on it with, it like it has some DNA, maybe some blood samples on it. Uh-huh. We sent like all these little things into space just in yes. case someone happened to come across it. Yeah. Um, so what kinds of things of you and that you own, would you want to put into a time capsule for people to sort of get an idea of who you are? What do you, what are some things that you think that you might put in there uh a picture of you me and chloe Mm -hmm. a pair of those sweet ass converse i think uh probably (laughs) or at least a picture of them i'm not parting with them i like them maybe 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 i'd part with a pair yeah yeah some well-worn ones right um i don't i don't know i it how do i put myself in a box I can't. Right, right. I can't. But what are some things that might, uh, are a little glimpse of things you like or things that you kind of tell a story of, of who you are? Uh, it'd be all different types of music, I mm-hmm. suppose. Um, What's a CD you might put in there? A CD. What's the first CD that comes to mind? CD. Cerebrus. Okay, there you go. All right. Now we're cooking. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that. But so probably music, and then maybe a notebook mm-hmm. with maybe something small that I had written, mm-hmm. or some of your drawings, maybe, maybe, or some of your artwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think those are things I could see in there. Stuff like that. Yeah, maybe some of that. Uh, some of those uh, banana cookies you make. <laughs> Put those in a little Tupperware. <laughs> Just so if anybody comes and visits, you'll taste, yeah, taste of who you are. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. I mean, you do make some good stuff. I'm Thanks. just saying, you know. <laughs> a tiny cookbook. That would be good. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I, uh, I think the same things. I think I think a pair of Converse, a Sarah Borella CD. That's not true. <laughs> and a frittata. It would probably be something comedy related, right? Yeah, it might be those two comedy books I bought 20 years ago. That you never read? I never read. <laughs> no, they did read some of them. Um, yeah, probably be like a like comedy writing book or something like that. Uh, maybe like an iPod filled with 90s music. Uh-huh. 
Uh, I like that you gave me like CDs and you were like, I'll give myself an iPod so I have the largest collection. Uh, you're right. What a jerk I am. Maybe yeah. I am a jerk. Uh, <laughs> All right. First CD that comes to mind, Depeche Mode. Oh, all right. I'll all put right. a Depeche Mode CD. In yeah, there. there you go. There we go. And then an iPod filled with music. Okay. That's so rude. No. <laughs> Do you think we would share an archive? No, we're our own people. Oh, you don't want to share an archive with me? All right. Well. That goes for graves also. <laughs> I thought we could just... <laughs> just so we're clear. Okay. <laughs> well, there... There goes my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we would just be stacked on top of each other. No. Not head to, to toe. I don't like it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we should have our own arcs. I mean, they could be side by side, but they don't have to be in one thing. That's right. Because right. we are, while we do make one whole great thing, we are two separate separate. Beings wonderful things individually as yes. well. Yeah. yeah I think that's and important. I think that's worth celebrating. I think so too. Yeah. I agree with that. So yeah. I think I would need your help to put a box together for me. Yeah. Because I feel like I would have a hard time. I feel like you could pinpoint like these are all the things that make up Tiff easier make than up. all that. That's true too. <laughs> <laughs> then the complicated things that I would feel like I need to come up with to describe myself because I'm also trying to shield myself in a way mm, you're trying to throw people off your scent yeah so i would have a hard hard time like you're opening like, up entirely of like yeah this is everything that would if you needed to describe me mm -hmm. I, I i wouldn't be good at that right you were throw you'd be like throwing a copy of pro wrestling illustrated from 1987 <laughs> just so people think <laughs> i'd be like no tiffany i already have one in my archive <laughs> uh yeah yeah so. i mean not that we're defined by our likes and dislikes but it, it just kind of gives you a, a interesting view into who people are i think so i think based on those things yeah obviously you're more than that and i think you would look at it more that way too i think i think it would be hard for you to settle on sort of material objects uh, because you would want to i think you would want something more representative of, of literally you. Yeah. And you would probably want to sit there and write like a, a very eloquent uh, <laughs> essay on yourself or something. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that. In an, I but not in a braggy way, but in a way that I was yeah, like. Yeah. Like in a way that really did kind of give a good summary of you. Like you would want to write your own Wikipedia entry type thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I probably will one day. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you would be more inclined to do something. I think that would be easier for you even though it's more difficult yeah i think that would be the easier thing for your brain to, to do that's true and to just select things i don't think you would find anything i don't think you would find things worthy enough of that are of you so to speak yeah i think you'd have i think you'd have difficulty with that that's very accurate babe yeah mm -hmm. whereas me i'm like yeah depeche mode throwing a couple wrestling newsletters from the 90s that i still have under my parents bed in my room at my parents house <laughs> and a uh, pack of smokes <laughs> that's pretty much 20 years right there in my life <laughs> but the rest of your life is very different it doesn't really make up those things either that's true i guess depending on when you started this yeah right like whatever i would have put in that archive 20 years ago is probably different than it would be today yeah like what things I would pick, music, you know, or, or pop culture 
uh, artifacts would probably be or are always evolving. Right. Right. For the most part. So yeah, that's definitely tricky. Yeah. Very tricky. I think that's why they went with letters. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's open to other things. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the idea of kind of just writing, give me like some kind of journal of yourself. Yeah. And maybe if you don't, uh, maybe if you don't have the ability to mail stuff, you can do it online and they print it out and put it in the yeah. letter there for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like archiving ourselves. Cause I think after we pass, like there's like, you don't want to just disappear, right? You want to leave some kind of mark on things and you want to leave something for mm-hmm. your loved ones. And you want to leave something. If you have children, I'm sure you want to leave a, a, a tale right. of your life, especially if you're, um, if you don't have uh, a lot of time with them or something of that yeah, nature. You yeah, know? absolutely. Or maybe it's a, a situation where, uh, you know, maybe you didn't know both of your parents and the, the person's trying to reconnect and they've, they've been keeping an archive. Sure. So who knows? Could yeah. be, could be various reasons and various, uh, situations there, but yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which one of these three headlines do you think is real? Oh, wow. These are, these are some uh, thinkers this week. We had some weird conversations. I like it. Yeah. Uh, could be some of the Benadryl that I drank earlier too. I don't know, <laughs> but boy, that was pretty interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go with that. And this is going to be a hundred percent guess. I'm going to go with the, the wild dogs being the real story. You always say that and then you get it right. Oh, sorry. That is the real headline. Wow. Yeah. I literally, I just went with it cause it's in the middle. Mm. That's all the only reason. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, so rare wild singing dogs are not extinct after all. Wow. Shoop it up. up. Okay. So this, um, is from ecowatch.com. Environmental news for a healthier planet and life. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, rare wild dogs are not extinct after all. Wow. The New Guinea singing dog is a rare breed of dog that makes a unique howl, similarly to the song of a humpback whale. Really? Sadly, however, scientists thought its call had been forever silenced in the wild. Until now. (laughs) A study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences Monday revealed that a New Guinea population of highland wild dogs were in fact related to New Guinea singing dogs surviving in captivity. For decades, we thought the New New Guinea singing dog is extinct in the wild. Uh, study co-author Heidi G. Parker of the National Institute of Health told the New York Times, they are not extinct. They actually do still exist in the wild. Uh, scientists aren't exactly sure when the New Guinea singing dogs first arrived on the island, but they think it was around 3,500 years ago, the same time that dingoes arrived in Australia, according to science. Yeah, according to science which i think it's it's a um a proper noun so i think it might be like a, oh, a magazine like or a, something. okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> according to science according to science <laughs> yes please believe in science uh, now more than ever you <laughs> dingoes <jerks>. okay <laughs> you dingoes uh, <laughs> the dogs were first described in 1897. A press release from NIH National Human Genome Research Institute pointed out, the dogs are especially famous for the singing that gives them their name. Most of the singing dogs' vocalizations are s- similar to that of a wolf, dingo, and domestic dog, but their howl is incredibly unique, the San Diego Zoo explained. Hmm. Sonograms show the howl is similar to the song of a humpback whale. 
The singing dog's howl sounds like a yodel with the tones going up and down. Bark a lady. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and when in one group, excuse me. And when in a group, one dog starts singing and others join in at different pitches, each with its own unique <laughs> voice. So, so they really are a barbershop. It is. <laughs> bark, 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 bark. <laughs> but habitat loss put pressure on this musical canine's population and none had been seen in the wild since the 1970s. Oh, wow. It was thought the only ones left in captivity, or excuse me, it was thought that the one, it was thought that the only ones left were the 200 to 300 living in captivity. Wow. Then in 2012, an ecotourism guide photographed a wild dog in the highlands of the Indonesian province of Papua on New Guinea, the New York Times reported. That photo was seen by James McIntyre, a researcher and president of the New Guinea Highland Wild Dog Foundation. He secured funding from a company that operated a gold mine near the wild dog sightings and documented 15 dogs in 2016. <laughs> Efforts to protect the environment around the Grassberg gold and copper mines had created an inadvertent habitat for the dogs, CNN pointed out. Right. Dogs love living in gold. They love it. They love, they love those rich-ass dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but documenting the dogs did not prove that they were related to the captive singing dogs, so McIntyre and his team returned in 2018 to take DNA samples. The result? <laughs> the Highland Wild Dogs overlapped 70% with the captive singing dogs. Wow. The researchers think that the genetic differences are due to the fact that captive populations are extremely inbred. That makes uh, sense. Mm -hmm. Their descendants came from eight dogs brought to the U.S., which is why their wild why their wild counterparts have a more genetic variation. Hmm. Uh, New Guinea singing dogs are rare. They're exotic, and they have this beautiful harmonic vocalization that you don't find anywhere else in nature. So losing that as a species is not a good thing. We don't want to see this animal disappear, senior study author and NIH distinguished investigator Elaine Ostrander told CNN. I think there's a video here, and I'm wondering if it'll... Yeah, I want to hear what the wild singing dog sounds like. God. Majestic. <laughs> it sounds like a bunch of uh, sad kazoos. <laughs> it does. It does sound like, like a sad kazoo. I was almost starting to hear people talk. You know what I mean? Like my brain was trying to like reconcile what I was hearing, all these different tones. Yeah. You know how when you listen to like... Uh, a low hum... Yeah, you start to kind of hear stuff sometimes. You yeah. kind of, your mind starts to like trick yourself into hearing stuff. Yeah, I was like starting to hear like words almost. It was <laughs> fucked up. Whoa, man. Yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah, so those little <laughs> those little wild dogs they they were once gone, but it was like a set of bagpipes that had been rolled over by a steamroller or something. <laughs> It's horrifying. <laughs> uh, different pitches, though. Yeah, different pitches. <laughs> that was insane. Wow. I'm glad you. I'm glad we had a video. I was actually while you were reading that, I was. Uh, I quickly Googled wild dog singing into uh, YouTube because I wanted to hear it. Yeah. So I'm glad you found that. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Wow, messed up. 
Have fun. Well, I guess the only thing left to do is say our sign-off song. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. We'll stop. Thanks that. for taking the high, and I take the low. You're welcome. Thanks. Uh, sorry, folks, for blowing out your earbuds, but um, whatever. <laughs> Worth it, right? Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. That was Fake Headlines Podcast, episode 96. You can find us on social media, uh, on Facebook and Instagram at Fake Headlines Podcast. And you can check us out on Twitter at FakeHeadPod. You can also listen to every single episode available at FakeHeadlinesPodcast.com. There you go. It's a full archive. Yeah. And if you ever want to get a hold of us, you can either message us on Facebook, which we received a message recently. So thank you, Jeremy. Um, And... That's right. So uh, Jeremy emailed us and mentioned that he works in a haunted, some kind of haunted place, right? Yeah. A haunted place by himself. And so he listens to us for comfort. That's, uh, we're, 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 I'm glad we're here we keep, with you. We're here for yeah, you. Uh, but, tell us the story. Yeah. Please tell us about a haunting that you, that you've experienced. I would love to hear more about this. So Jeremy from Maine, email us or send us a message on facebook but you can email us at fake headlines podcast at gmail.com yes please do so and folks if you're uh, listening to uh like if you're on an iphone or apple device listening to us if you could click on the uh, podcast apple podcast uh, app and find our show in there and click on the five star review if you scroll down you'll see a little thing where you can click on the five stars it just kind of helps keep us uh keep us current in the uh, charts on the apple system and it's important for visibility's sake so if you could do that for us we'd appreciate it absolutely and of course the best way to get the word out there about our podcast is to share our posts or you know tell a friend when you're texting them or seeing them socially distantly um just be like hey what have you been doing since you've been locked up i don't know i've been catching up on fake headlines podcast cool what's that then go on, tell them about it. <laughs> you know, see how easy that is. It's so simple and right, so simple. And right now we're charting in the United States, Australia, and New Zealand on the Apple Podcast chart. So thanks for uh, listening to us on those uh, in those areas of the world, and thanks for using Apple Podcasts to listen to us. And it's really cool. We it really blows our mind that people listen to us all over the world. Like that's really strange. So hello world, we love you and thank you for listening. Yes, thank you everybody. We love you and uh, like I said, just keep sharing it and. Uh, and clicking on the five stars it just keeps us going so appreciate it man thanks yeah i think that's it i think that's it everybody uh so thanks for listening folks we appreciate it and we will see you next week (laughs) bye